Hello, Ghost Family. Sam here, popping up in your headphones for the second time in just a matter of days, because today I have some very exciting news, which is that a new project that I have been working on for just about 10 months with my good friend and colleague Mac Montandon is out and available for your listening. Now, Mac is somebody who, if you've been listening to our show for a while, you will recognize. We told Mac's story of his attempt to repair his relationship with his mom after the tragic death of his brother in our episode, The Ambassador. And just recently, we told the story of Mac and his brother in a a sequel of sorts to that episode called A Hollywood Ending. And this show that Mac and I have been working on is called The Rumor. And it is much less heavy (laughs) than either of those stories were, but it does still take on some fairly serious subject matter. I don't want to give too much away because I'm about to play the first 15 minutes of the show for you, but the rumor is about a story that has haunted the city of Baltimore for almost 25 years, and it's about a very mysterious event that happened that no one has ever quite been able to explain and that involves two extraordinarily famous men with extraordinarily profound footprints in the American psyche. Some might even say that it's almost the same footprint, and their fates intertwined in this mysterious event that happened in 1997 in Baltimore, and the ripple effects of that event are surprising and tender and very very weird. And Mac and I explore all of that in the rumor, which is out today. And what I'm going to do right now is play you uh, the first 15 minutes of the show, just to give you a little taste of it. And if you like what you hear, search for The Rumor wherever you're listening to this. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to put the note in the mailbox. Now we should go. (laughs) That odd noise you just heard is the sound of my friend Sam attacking the mailbox of a dangerous man. A mysterious man. Now, to be fair, we don't know for a fact that this man is currently dangerous. That's true, but we do know he's a former Baltimore cop who once roughed up a school teacher which led to the teacher bringing an aggressive policing lawsuit against the guy. And we know this guy has several very angry bumper stickers on the very menacing pickup truck that he keeps parked outside his house on a dead-end street. And, perhaps most terrifying to Sam and me, we know this cop's nickname is Mad Dog. So, in retrospect, maybe not the kind of guy whose house you want to skulk around. Maybe not. Now, I'm dying to tell you why Sam felt the need to wrestle with Mad Dog's mailbox. But first, we need to go back in time a little bit. What happened was, one day, a little over a year ago, Mac here called me the morning after he went to a birthday party. This party was really weird for me. 
<laughs> I think I probably told you at the time, everybody else in attendance was wearing like Hawaiian shirts. I guess it was a tropical theme. And I just felt really out of my element. So I did what I think anyone in that situation would do, which is I found someone else who looked out of place and essentially started talking his ear off. And if you think there couldn't possibly be anyone more out of place at a birthday party with a tropical theme than a tired middle-aged writer, Sam, think again. Oh boy. Because there was also a cop at this party. Ah, now a cop at a party, that's usually a bad thing. Usually, yeah, totally. But this cop was off duty, just like a friendly guy who also lives in the building. And for the purposes of our story, we're going to call this guy E. So E and I start talking, outcast to outcast. It comes up that I'm from Baltimore. And as soon as he hears this, he like perks up and leans in and he goes, Ah, you're from Baltimore, huh? I guess that means you've heard the rumor. And like, as soon as he says this, I know exactly what he's talking about. Now, just in case everyone listening is not from Baltimore, the rumor goes like this. It's the night of August 14th, 1997, and the Baltimore Orioles are supposed to play a night game against the Seattle Mariners at their home ballpark, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. But just before the game is supposed to start, a handful of bulbs in the light tower above the first base dugout go out. So there's this long delay while they try to get the lights back on. And this delay goes on for two hours. And while it's happening, there are tens of thousands of fans in the stands clamoring for the game to start. Did you say fans in the stands? Yeah, that might hit people's ears weird in 2021, the idea of fans in the stands at an Orioles game. Which is fair, the Orioles are literally the worst team in baseball. Totally fair. In fact, as one national headline recently put it, the Orioles of 2021 are, quote, legendarily, historically awful. Other news outlets have used words like dreadful and disgrace. And this has been happening for a while. As of this recording, since 2017, the Orioles have lost 65% of the baseball games they've played. But believe it or not, back in 1997, the Orioles were one of the best teams in baseball. They actually led the American League in both wins and attendance. In 1997, a night game at Oriole Park at Camden Yards is a hot ticket. And to the fans in the stands the night of August 14th, the delay doesn't make sense. To a lot of them, it looks like there's more than enough light to play, but they don't get their wish. Shortly before 10 p.m., the game is postponed until the next day. Up to this point, everything we've told you is totally true. Everyone agrees and acknowledges there was a mysterious power outage on the night of August 14th, 1997. And this outage did cause the game between the O's and the Mariners to be postponed. The lights fans and players waited for all night are now shining underneath a sunny sky. Today, stadium electricians plugged away at finding the source of trouble. Why did a bank of... But what caused the power outage? Still trying to isolate that problem. It could be bad cabling. It could be a bad fixture. Uh, it looks like it's not a breaker problem. Because well, that's where the rumor comes in. Yes, this is where it starts to get weird. 
Because within a few days of the outage, this story starts to spread. And nobody knows where it came from, but suddenly it's everywhere. From the barstools of Pickles Pub, across the street from the stadium, all the way to the newsroom at the Baltimore Sun. And the rumor is that the Orioles faked the power outage. And that they allegedly did this because, allegedly, shortly before game time, the night of the outage, someone in the Orioles' clubhouse looks around and notices that future Hall of Fame shortstop Cal Ripken Jr. is missing. And if Cal Ripken Jr. is missing, that's super, super strange. He hadn't taken a day off since 1982. He's known to this day throughout the baseball world as the Iron Man. Just two years earlier, in 1995, he'd broken Lou Gehrig's record for most consecutive games played. This was a record, I mean, there's most hits, most strikeouts, you know, those are impressive. But Gehrig's record was maybe the only one that everyone agreed would never be broken. And yet, Cal had done it. And this was a feat many journalists said even saved baseball. It was like, not hyperbole to say that. Because remember, back then, sport was on the brink. Fans were staying home in droves following a player strike in a canceled World Series. So the streak was super important. Now, just like it's no exaggeration to say that Cal saved baseball, it's also no exaggeration to say that he was the pride of Baltimore. Born and raised right there in Maryland, he's the son of a journeyman catcher in the Orioles' minor league system. So the legend of this precocious scion of Oriole-dom had been building for years, ever since he was a teenager. And by 1997, he's a full-blown folk hero. He's won two MVP awards, he's made 15 All-Star teams, he's a big man with soft hands. He clobbers home runs, yet cradles erratic ground balls tenderly in his glove. And he's wholesome. It's 1997, the height of the sports drink craze, and Cal Ripken Jr. is literally the national spokesman for milk. He has steely blue eyes and a quiet voice he never seems to raise. Basically, he is Clark Kent and Superman at the same time. I love that part about tenderly cradling ground balls. That just <laughs> makes me feel kind of calm. I'm uh, going to admit... As a young child, I sometimes wished he would tenderly cradle me. <laughs> um, more on that soon. But for now, <laughs> Sam, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here because back on the night of the outage in 1997, Cal was still in the midst of the streak, as Oriole fans called it. And on the night of August 14th, 1997, everyone just assumed he would extend his record by playing in his 2,432nd consecutive game. Because that's what Cal does. He just shows up day in and day out and plays the game the right way. The Oriole way, which is not a phrase Mac and I made up. It's a phrase that was actually used in the Orioles organization, a phrase to make things even more folksy that was coined by that journeyman catcher I referenced earlier, Cal's dad. So why is Cal suddenly missing an action on the night of August 14th, 1997? Well, legend has it, it's because Cal's on his way to the ballpark that night when he realizes he's forgotten something at his house. In some versions of the story, it's his glove, in others, his cell phone. But either way, he turns around, he goes home, and when he gets there, 
he finds his wife Kelly in bed with another man. And not just any man. The rapscallion in question is none other than Hollywood Hall of Famer and, until this moment, personal friend of the Ripkins, Kevin Costner. The postman himself. The postman ringeth. (laughs) No. (laughs) The pride of Waterworld. (laughs) In all seriousness, these guys were friends back then. Costner's star, in fact, originally rose largely on the strength of baseball movies like Bull Durham and Field of Dreams. Although Cal and Kevin apparently met at the Washington, D.C. premiere of Dances with Wolves. Eventually, they were close enough that Kevin Costner occasionally took ground balls during batting practice, before Oriole games. As the story goes, when Ripken, allegedly, discovers Costner in his bed, he and Kevin get into a fistfight. And afterwards, Cal is banged up. Nothing catastrophic. But it's bad enough that he doesn't think he can play in a baseball game that night. Which means that all of a sudden, after 15 years, the streak is suddenly in danger. So, allegedly, Ripken panics. He calls the Orioles, and he tells them they need to find a way to postpone the game. So that's the rumor. And as it spread, so did its implications. Let's face it, guys. If this ever turned out to be true, baseball is destroyed. The Orioles, Cal Ripken is Mr. Baseball. The streak is fake. I mean, it's a big story. If you're Kevin Costner and you were nowhere near Baltimore. But over the years, the rumor has been investigated. Trust me, if there was a police report out there, it would have been posted on social media by now. It doesn't exist. Denied by both Ripken. I was definitely there. I was ready to play. And Costner. I've never been to their house. I couldn't even tell you what it looked like. And, as fans we spoke with at a recent Oriole game made clear, ultimately, it was sort of forgotten. Does the phrase, the rumor, mean anything to you? The rumor? No. If I was to say to you the phrase, the rumor, does that mean anything to you? Nah, not that I know of. Does the term, the rumor, mean anything to you? (laughs) Sorry! Involves Kevin Costner. Nothing. So, why are we talking about it more than 20 years later? It's because of what happened at that stupid, tropical-themed birthday party right after E asked Mac if he'd ever heard the rumor. (laughs) Right. Which is that I nodded and smiled, and E smiled too, and then he goes... Well, it's all true. I'm Sam Dingman. I'm Mac Montandon. And from Blue Wire, this is The Rumor. A story about the truth and why it may or may not matter. <laughs> 